Hi folks, welcome to episode 28 of my 59th Minute FPL podcast. I'm the FPL General, recording on Tuesday the 12th of March, so looking ahead to the first, uh, looking ahead now to blank game week 31, which is coming up at the weekend. Just five fixtures, Bournemouth against Newcastle, Burnley against Leicester, West Ham, Huddersfield, Fulham, Liverpool and Everton against Chelsea, so lots of managers logging into their Logging into the FPL site this week and getting a shock to see, you know, three, four, five players in action. So going to talk through the game week, uh, usual format. The only difference this week, when it comes to watch list, I'm going to focus on a few differentials for for game week 31 only because a lot of the, a lot of the main the main players, the Liverpool players, the Chelsea players, are all being discussed in detail this week. So I'm going to throw in a few differentials for people. Um, I know a lot of people are going to be on free hit this week as well, so maybe maybe that'll be useful for those. I'll start with the shout-outs, as usual. So again, this week, every player in the Premier League avoided the dreaded 59th minute substitution. A couple of notable shout-outs. I have to start with my transfer in for Game Week 30, which was Adam Smith. Substituted in the 43rd minute because of injury and missed out on Bournemouth's clean sheet. So... Every player I touch, uh, I just break them. So listen carefully for the transfers I'm planning this week, and and you should probably just avoid them, the way the way I've been destroying players this season. So I I benched Adam Smith, so I wasn't really too frustrated about that. I would have been if I played him and missed out in the clean sheet, but thankfully I didn't. But it is annoying because it leaves me a player less now for for blank thirty one. A couple of other shout outs, notable mentions for the West Ham lads. Felipe Anderson, another player of mine, substituted at half time, one point, a disaster. I've seen a stat this week, uh, his last shot on target was on January 2nd. So that tells you all you need to know about Anderson and why on earth do we have him in our teams. I'm probably going to keep him for 31 because I'm a glutton for punishment. Uh, Lanzini and Mark Noble as well both came off after 57 minutes, so... Notable mentions for those two, and hopefully next week we'll have a few players hitting the the 59 minute mark to get a few mentions. Obviously, there's half the amount of games that there is as usually this weekend, but I'm sure someone will go close. Moving on now to a a brief review of game week 30 because I don't want to dwell on it too much. Um, Another red arrow, the sixth red arrow in a row now. So hopefully that's the last one. Um, so my, my target now for the rest of the season, eight game weeks left and eight green arrows is what I'm looking for. And it, and it should be very achievable because I'm well set up for 31 and 33. So that should be two green arrows. I'm going to free hit in 32. That should be another green arrow. Wildcard 34, bench boost 35, most likely. So you would like to think another two green arrows there. And I've also got triple captain to play in one of the single game weeks. So if that goes well, hopefully again another green arrow so that's no excuses not to get six out of eight green arrows so that just leaves two regular game weeks then as well to hopefully get another two and for me now i've slipped to 439k it's just all about climbing as much as i can and just just finishing the season out as best as i can and just writing it off and looking forward to next season so you know, not not giving up hope of a decent finish. You know, I think a decent finish from where I am now is top 100k. So, hope you know, just just got to try and smash the last eight, eight game weeks as best as possible. So that that's what I'm looking at. Game week 30 was a painful one. 
uh, painful because I captained Aguero when I watched the Man City game. So not having Sterling, it really just sucked the life out of me. Um, and I didn't even bother watching any of the games on Sunday then because I just couldn't have been bothered after how Saturday went. So 46 points, red arrow. Um, Sterling captain, 10 points. Uh, Jimenez and Hazard only for those two it would have been a lot worse that Chelsea game served me well getting the goals out of those two apart from that Salah assist it's not enough from 13.5 million player Harvey Barnes got an assist so hopefully he can do well now over the next few weeks uh, apart from that ones and twos across the board so very very frustrating um, and again not going to dwell on too much I want to look forward rather than look back uh, nobody's interested in how, how badly I've done in, in game week 30. Moving on now to the watch list feature. So, as you know, I, usually I, I talk about a couple of players I've added and a couple I've removed. But this week I will just touch on five five differentials for the game week 31. So these players all have less than 10% ownership. Uh, and, you know, maybe, maybe some players that not a lot, an awful lot of people are talking about. We all know, you know, triple Liverpool is the way to go this week. You know, maybe a couple of Chelsea players, Bournemouth players, but I'm not going to touch on the obvious ones because we all know who they are. The first differential, 6.9% own Declan Rice, West Ham, 4.6 million. He scored in game week 29 and he hit the post in game week 30. So he, he's he's shown, you know, he's doing a lot more attacking than he was earlier in the season. You know, he's taken taking responsibility to have a few pops at goal and he and he's he's always a big threat from set pieces as well. And it's the fixture here mainly. You know, West Ham have been pretty poor defensively this season, but they arguably have the best fixture this weekend at home to Huddersfield, who really struggle to score goals. So I'm back in the West Ham defence to do well this week, and if I was on free hit, Declan Rice would definitely be in my side. Um another defender as well to think about for people who are on free hit. Uh, Charlie Daniels, Bournemouth. 4.2% owned, he's only 4.1 million, he's played 90 minutes in the last two games and he's got Newcastle at home, so it's a decent fixture uh, for Bournemouth who have been defending pretty well at home um, and again they picked up a clean sheet uh, last weekend as well, so Dan- Daniel should be pretty safe now, especially with Adam Smith injured. Um, you know, that's one less player to threaten his place in the team. So possibly, you know, even if it's just as a bench player for free hitters, I think Charlie Daniels is worth throwing into the mix if you don't already have three other Bournemouth players, that is. So uh, a bit of a left-field choice here, a bit of a nostalgic pick. He was a he was a great FPL asset for me over the years. You know, he is, he is getting on now, but I still think he could offer something in, in 31 and 33. Moving on to midfielders now. The first one is a Leicester midfielder. Now, everyone's talking about Madison and Harvey Barnes, but I want to throw Yuri Tielemans into the mix here. He's only owned by 0.8%. He's 6 million, and he's got attack and returns in each of his last three fixtures, possibly under the radar, you know, with the likes of Vardy and Barnes and Madison delivering. Tielemans has been quietly going about his business as well. Very impressed with him this season. It's the first time I've seen him play since, you know, I've never seen him play before he joined Leicester, but I've watched him a couple of times, and he gets forward. He's heavily involved in the attack and play, uh, and we've seen that. We've seen that at the weekend. Vardy, Vardy was very unselfish uh, and teed him up for his goal. So the two of them found themselves right in the box. You know, the two furthest players on the pitch for Leicester. So I do like Tielemans. You know, maybe if you don't fancy Madison or you don't fancy Barnes, you could take a punt on Tielemans for for the blank game week. I think he could do well. Uh, Burnley away for Leicester. So again, it's not an ideal fixture. But I still think Leicester could win that one. 
Another midfielder to consider is Almiron at Newcastle. Now, I had him on my watch list a couple of weeks ago and I removed him, but I've added him back this week. He got his first assist against Everton. Uh, Six million. He's 1.2% owned. So, again, a bit of a differential for the blank game week. Uh, a good fixture. You know, Bournemouth away. Bournemouth have been conceding well, but at the same time, they are they are still a team I fancy to, to concede goals. And, and Newcastle have been scoring plenty of goals recently as well, which is unlike them. You know, they scored three against Everton, so... They've got a bit of momentum going into that Bournemouth fixture. So, Almiron, definitely one to consider. I don't think I'd be going for him. But I think on free hit, if you're looking for something different, you, you could throw him in there just for one week. Uh, a striker now who we don't know if he's going to play or not, Arnautovic at West Ham. 7.4% owned. Um, now, there, seem, there does seem to be a template forming uh, for, for free hitters. And even just for for you know people who are not playing free hit, it looks like Vardy, Wilson, and, and Iguain seem to be the most popular three strikers for the for the blank. But I think Arnautovic could outscore all of them if he starts against Huddersfield. Now, the deadline on Saturday is at two o'clock, and West Ham play at three o'clock. So there's a very good chance that we'll get some early team news on West Ham. A good account to follow on Twitter is at x West Ham United employee. So it's at EXWHU employee. Now he he's pretty he's pretty reliable, and he has leaked you know certain snippets of team news before deadlines this season. So just just keep an eye on his tweets on Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon, and just see if there's anything trickling through about Arnautovic. And I think if I was on free hit this week, and it looked like Arnautovic was going to start, I would definitely get him in because I think he could be the best striker of all this weekend if he does get that start. Now, Hernandez hasn't scored in the last two games, so there's a good chance Arnie will get a start. Um, but again, it's, it's it's early team news, really, what you're looking for there. It's, it's probably too risky to go for him if there is no team leaks. So one, one to keep an eye on. So keep an eye on that Twitter account as well. Um, very, 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 very reliable this season. Don't know what happened to me there. Choke, choking on my words. So that's a few, that's a few differentials. I'm just, sounds like I'm losing my voice here. I feel like I'm getting a bit of a sickness coming on, so it's, it seems to be arriving right mid-podcast. So hopefully my voice can hold up for the rest of this. Moving on now to some questions from Twitter. Uh, I put, a, put out a tweet this morning uh, for a few. I'm just going to have a drink of water here because this is this is getting ridiculous. First question came in from David Strum. Which Chelsea defender to go for for game week 31? He mentioned, or possibly even Emerson, the left back. So I'm not overly keen on Chelsea defenders for this week. I can see Everton scoring. Um, but at the same time, I think if I, was, if I was on a free hit and I had cash, I think Azpilicueta is probably the one I would look to. He's impressive. There's always assist potential there. Uh, David Luiz remains a very good option as well. Um and Emerson, I would probably stay away from Emerson. It's just it just feels too risky when, when Alonso could easily come back in. It just feels like a risk that's not worth taking when you can get someone like Louise or Azbulaqueta who are pretty pretty nailed on to play. So um I I I put a, a free hit squad together for the Fantasy Weekly podcast, which I recorded with James hopefully tonight sometime as well. So so be sure to check that one out. And in that free there's Tam defence. Fabianski, Rice, and Diop as well, and then Van Dijk. So 
I think if I was on free hit, I would probably avoid the Chelsea defence uh, and go Hazard and possibly Higuain, but but maybe just Hazard. Chelsea don't fill me with confidence. Uh, and I think that Everton fixture could be trickier than people are making out to be. Uh, yes, Everton were very poor against West Ham, throwing away a 2-0 lead. But they had been decent recently. You know, They got a 0-0 draw against Liverpool. And they beat Cardiff pretty convincingly as well. So Chelsea, Chelsea could frustrate. Uh, sorry, Everton could frustrate Chelsea this weekend. So I'm not lukewarm on the Chelsea defence. But if I had to choose one, as Poliquera. Next question came in from Deep on Rocks. Is it worth a minus eight for Fraser and Hazard? Now, this is a manager who's going to free hit in 32. He mentioned that in the tweet. So, uh, you know, I, going, and I'm going to throw in another question as, here, as well here from Daryl B. Um, no, sorry, it wasn't from Daryl B. Uh, it was from various people, just about hits in general for the for the blank game week. You know, is it okay to take hits? How many, you know, how many hits do you take? Minus eight, minus 12, minus 16. Where do you stop? Um, and I think the key is, you know, if you're bringing in players that you think are going to deliver in 31, and if you're like me and you're free hitting in 32, you know, you really got to look at 33 as well. So you're bringing in a player for 31 and 33. So it kind of minimizes the risk with the minus four there because you're going to get two fixtures out of it. Um, and in the case of Fraser and Hazard, um, I see no problem taking a minus eight for two players who I expect to do well in 31 and 33. Um Again, a lot depends on, on what strategy you're following um, and, and you know which players you're removing as well. If you're taking hits for players that don't play in 31 and 33, for example, Jimenez, Pogba, then I think it's absolutely fine to take a few hits going into the blank game week. Next question was from Guatam. Uh, a Bournemouth question. So, pretty simply, Fraser versus Brooks and Wilson versus King. I think it's I think it's a simple answer now. I think Fraser wins the midfield battle over Brooks and Wilson is the striker to get from Bournemouth as well. Just just going on the last game week, Fraser and Wilson seem to have, you know, a great partnership. They bring the best out in each other. Uh David Brooks was struggling for fitness as well, I think, in that game. So that makes Fraser an easy choice. Uh Fraser's got all the set pieces as well. Um and I just think Wilson is just a, a far better striker than than Josh King. I, I fully expect Callum Wilson to possibly move on from Bournemouth in the summer. Um, so I think he'll have a big end of the season if he can stay injury-free. So that, that's where I would go. I would go Fraser and I would go Wilson. Um, I think it's I think it's a pretty simple choice now. Next question. Um, I forgot to write down who this one was from. Apologies. So it just said, rate the strikers for game week 31. So in order of preference, who would be my strikers for the blank game week if I had a blank canvas? So I think number one would be Jamie Vardy. Um, four goals in his last three. I think he picks himself now, regardless of the fixture. Uh, number two, probably Callum Wilson. Um, because of what he's already done this season. He came, he, you know, he scored right off the bat, coming back from injury last week. And home to Newcastle. Newcastle are without Cher, who's suspended. And Lascelles is a doubt as well. So that bodes well for Bournemouth this weekend. And I think the third spot then would probably go to Iguain. Now, if there was team news about Arnautovic, I think he would take the third spot. Um, and I think there's a strong case to be made for Ashley Barnes as well. Um, you know, he's, you don't don't let his value put you off him if you're on free hit. I think, you know, his stats are excellent, his form's excellent, 
and you know it's a decent fixture for Barnes as well. And the big thing about Burnley is they've got something to play for. You know they're fighting for relegation, so it's always good to target teams towards the end of the season who are still fighting for something. So Burnley ticked that box. So I do like Ashley Barnes as well, but I think I would go Vardy, Wilson, Iguain if there's no news about Arnautovic uh, looking likely to start. So that's strikers. Um, the next question was again from various people: How many players? should we be looking to field in the blank game week? You know, a lot of people probably only have four, five, six players. Um, I think if you've got seven or eight, um, and you've, and those seven or eight are the key players, you know, you've got two or three Liverpool, you've got a you know a Chelsea player, you've got a Bournemouth player, and you, the main thing is to have a strong captain. So you're looking probably to have Salah or Mane uh, this week um, for captaincy. If, if you've got seven or eight, and you, you, you know, you, you've got the key players and you've got a good captain... I wouldn't be too stressed about this game week. I don't think there'll be too many big swings. You know, when you look at managers who have eleven players against managers who have, you know, seven or eight, you know, you're going to have a lot of the same players, going to have the same captain. So the swing shouldn't be too bad. Um, personally, I'm looking at. I'll talk about it when I get to my transfers. Uh, I'm probably going to have ten. Uh, if Balbuena can find his way back into the West Ham team, which I'm hopeful of after they lost two nil to, uh, to Cardiff. That would bring me to 11 if everyone plays. So that's where I'm at. But again, 7, 8, 9, I would be more than happy You know, if you've got a captain and you've got the key players for the game week. So don't 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 stress too much. Don't rip up your team. Um, play the long game. You know, don't focus only on 31. You know, you know, think long term as well. You know, take it might be a case of taking a red arrow this week to get a few few green arrows in the following game week. So don't just focus on one game week. The question from Daryl B was about triple captaincy. So for people like me who are going to play triple captain in a single game week, what about Salah this week against Fulham? And I would throw Manny in there as well because why, why not Manny this week for triple captain if you're considering Salah? Manny's the guy in form. I think he's got eight goals in his last eight games. Salah's only got three. Um, I'm going to talk about captaincy shortly as well. But for me, triple captaincy this week just doesn't feel like the right time to do so. A uh, couple of reasons. Salah is out of form. Fulham have improved under Scott Parker. I think I'd be more likely to do it if Ranieri was still there. And Liverpool also have a tough game midweek, Champions League, against Bayern. So could there be a Champions League hangover come the weekend? We need to wait and see uh, how that game goes. And you know, is there any injuries? How do Salah, how do Salah and Manny look in that game? Um, and how draining is it? You know, if it went to to extra time, 120 minutes. You know, that would definitely put me off triple captaincy for the weekend. So at the moment, I'm not even considering triple captaincy for the weekend. I'm probably going to keep it towards the end of the season. Um, possibly Salah, possibly Manny. I like Harry Kane towards the end of the season. I think he's got Everton at home on the last day and he's got West Ham at home, 36 as well. So I always like Harry Kane for that chip. Uh, but I haven't ruled anything out for triple captaincy, but I'm very unlikely to use it blank game week 31 I'm just going to wait until I feel the time is right for that chip moving on to captaincy now for the weekend um, I had a quick look at the poll on the Fancy Football Scout website before I started recording Salah has 51% of the vote and Manny has 22% of the vote and to me that is just crazy because as I mentioned Manny's the guy in form 8 goals and 8 whereas Salah only has 3 so there's there's a huge difference there. You know, a lot of that goes down to last season. 
you know, if we were if we were aliens and we, and we just came down to Earth and started playing FPL for the first time this season, and we were voting in that poll and we knew nothing about last season, Manny would be running away with the votes there. So, something to think about. Um, a couple of other players to throw into the mix there. I'm not going to look past Liverpool this week. I'm planning to own Manny and Salah come the weekend, so it's a straight shit out between those two. Uh, Callum Wilson, if you're feeling adventurous. Jamie Vardy. Uh, Hazard. Hazard only has 2% of the vote in that poll, which is, again, crazy for a player of his calibre in FPL and you know a good fixture as well. Penalties scored last week, so I was surprised to see that he's only got 2%. Um, but for me, it, it, it is Salah or Manny. Uh, and it's it's a it's a tough one if you own both. Um, and you know a lot of people, it probably comes down to ownership for a lot of people. If you're doing very well, if you're in the top 10k, you know top 50k, you're probably going to play safe and stick with Salah, who's going to be the most captained. Um, if you're feeling, you know, a bit more adventurous and you want to potentially shoot up the rankings a bit more, Manny may be the one to go for. But an interesting stat that uh, I can't remember who put it out there first. I think it might have been Joe on the captaincy video this week that Manny Manny has 16 goals this season but only three of them are away from home so that that does worry me slightly about giving Manny the armband and we know he's very hot and cold Um, so I think I'm probably going to stick with Salah and there's a bit of nostalgia in my Salah pick as well because as I mentioned a few times I've got very fond memories last season St. Patrick's Day last season March 7th go blank game week you know, I captained him that week, so uh, it's fallen again. Liverpool play St Patrick's Day again this season uh, in a blank game week against Fulham. So I think I think Mo Salah for me. Uh, I think he'll get the armband. I think yes, he's been frustrating, but you know, as I always say, he hasn't become a bad player overnight. He's getting the chances, and before long, he'll start putting them away, and it could well be in this game. So I think Salah Mane. It comes down to personal preference how you want to play it. Uh, both are excellent options um, and you know I, I don't want to sway people either way it, it really is a personal it's, it's what you feel is right for the weekend I feel Salah is right uh, at the moment now I may change my mind come Friday Manny's not even in my team yet so I think once I see his name and his shirt on my squad then I'll think about the captaincy a lot more but more than likely Salah for me this week Moving on now to my transfers for the weekend. Now I've got two frees. Uh, most likely what I'm going to do is Aguero out for Jamie Vardy. Uh, Kamara finally out for Callum Wilson. And probably Pogba out for Manny as well for a minus four. Now I'm not really too worried about team value. I'm not really too worried about losing Pogba either because he's a highly owned player and if I'm going to climb the rankings I'm going to have to try and you know find a few differentials so I don't think money's going to be an issue free hit 32 either because I'm unlikely to have Liverpool players for that game week so it'll be easy to get Pogba back in for that one if I want them so the way I'm looking at it is Pogba doesn't play 31 and 33 Manny does so minus four there I see no issue with that one so apologies in advance to anyone who owns Vardy Wilson or Manny because we know what happens when I bring in players this season so maybe if you haven't made your transfers yet maybe it's best to avoid avoid Vardy, Wilson and Manny Wilson in particular because we know what happened you know he's, you know, he's already trolled me early in the season he does his little salute every time he scores a goal so maybe when I get him in the goals will dry up so 
interested to see what happens there. So those transfers mean I'm going to probably keep Felipe Anderson reluctantly. But again, just because Adam Smith and without Adam Smith, Balbuena may not play. So I'm, you know, I've got less players than I would have hoped for 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 game week uh, 31. So that's that's probably a factor in me keeping. Felipe Anderson and, and it's the fixture it's Huddersfield if it was any other fixture I think I would have sold I would have sold Felipe Anderson but just just going to keep him and hope for the best so that's me 431 hopefully you found this podcast useful um, hopefully some of them differentials will make you think outside the box and maybe move away from the template if you're on free hit 31 a couple of a couple of things to note before I finish. I want to give Mark Southerns a shout out, who has moved to first place in the Elite Sixty Four Mini League. Um, I think he's probably going to move to top of the Hall of Fame as well, as far as I know this week. So keep an eye out for that. Mark has moved into the top one k overall. So so Andy O'Dowd has been in first place for a long time. So he's slipped to second place now. So it'll be interesting to see if Andy can wrestle that back from Mark before the end of the season. And there's quite a few people chase in the chasing pack as well that could could still win the Elite 64. So uh, interesting to see how that one plays out. Myself in Elite 64, I'm really struggling. Um, I was having a look at it before I started recording. I'm in 55th place at the minute and I need to finish 50th to avoid relegation. Uh, and even though there's only five places in that, there's 51 points. I need to make up 51 points to avoid relegation. As is sitting in 50th at the minute, he had a great game. We could think he got about 90 points. So the big the big battle against relegation is on. There's a lot of big names around me as well, so it's going to be very, very hard to avoid relegation. But again, that's one of my targets for the remainder of the season is to make up that 51-point gap. Um, so I'm sure people will be watching closely um, to see how that goes. Something else I want to mention is Elite Syrian Fantasy, the Norwegian uh, version of FPL, which starts on March 30th. So I'm going to give that a go for the first time this season. Um, the it's it's the same developers that you know make the site as FPL, so it's a very familiar interface, uh, very similar rules. the The only differences are there's different chips, and there is a different bonus point system as well. So the bonus point system is actually awarded by the commentators on the games, as far as I know. So looking forward to giving that one a go. And if you're interested, it, it falls nicely. It starts on the 30th of March, so there's an international break. So we've basically got two weeks to do a bit of do a crash course in in the Norwegian uh, Norwegian league, and, and you know get familiarised with some of the players and get a team together for game week one. There's actually a double game week in game week two in that as well. So that'll that'll make things more interesting at the start of the season. If you're interested, if you're going to play it, I've set up a league, a mini league. The code is 10130. Uh, dash 2390 I'll, I'll tweet that out a few times as well before March 30th um, on my Slack channel as well we've created a Elite Syrian channel so we're going to be discussing it during the international break and putting our squads together uh, for game week one and just, just getting as much information about the league as possible so if you're interested check that one out it'll cure a bit of the FPL boredom during the summertime. Um Something else as well, as always, I'll be taking part on in, in on the Fantasy Bet Grand Weekend Tournament this weekend. You can check that out at fantasybet.com. I finished just outside the money at the weekend in game week 30. Despite having Sterling, I had Fraser, a Captain Kane and I had Vardy. And that still wasn't good enough to get in the top 20. So very high scoring last weekend. So hopefully this weekend I can go a little bit better with that. 
as always on fantasy bet it's 18 plus and begambleaware.org also as i mentioned be sure to check out the fantasy weekly podcast which i recorded last night with james which is brought to you by fantasy bet that should be ready tonight um possibly tomorrow morning so i'll tweet that out once that's ready as well a lot more talk in that about uh, the blank game weeks it's a blank game week special uh, and you can also find out the three players who I would like, the three FPL players who I would like to go for a beer with. Um, having, having said in last week's episode that I wouldn't like to go for a beer with Troy Deeney or Wolf Saha. So you need to listen in to check that one out. Um, as always, as you know, I'm, I do the fantasy stuff full time. So if you want to support me in that, you can do so at patreon.com slash FPL general. And there's lots of benefits to support me there. You can join the Slack channel, join my WhatsApp group. Uh, all the information is there and you can find a link on Twitter to that. Um, I wanted to give a shout out as well, just before I finish, to FPL Goat, who put out a tweet today to say he, he had a serious illness, underwent major surgery, but but is on the mend now. So I just wanted to wish him well. Hopefully he gets well soon um, from, from on behalf of all the FPL community. So best wishes to you. Uh, hopefully you're you're back 100% as soon as possible um, and back back on Twitter because it's a very good FPL uh, Twitter account that one um, enjoy the rest of your week uh, be patient with the transfers Champions League this week um, let's see what happens in the Liverpool game and again Saturday deadline's not till 2 o'clock so maybe we'll get some early team news so be patient this week if you can um, enjoy the international break Um I probably won't have a podcast out now until after the international break, but more than likely there will be a fantasy weekly podcast during the break, so I'll tweet that one out whenever we do it. So enjoy your week. Uh, Good luck in game week 31, and enjoy Paddy's weekend if you're celebrating it. I certainly will be. Um, So talk, talk to you all soon, folks.